0: It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If this is your first time listening to the show, basically, I'm here to give you a break from all of the high resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We got a lot to t- to, to talk about. This is one of those times a year where there's so much going on. Um I don't have a sponsor yet, so every week I just tell you something I like as the sponsor. And I'm going to – the sponsor this week for To The Top Talk is my friend Todd Berry, comedian Todd Berry. You may have seen him last night on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He is a comedian, been here twice to Hattiesburg. He just released a book yesterday, and it's called Thank You For Coming to Hattiesburg. We'll get into that later in the show, but he came to Hattiesburg twice, wrote a book about his travels, and we ended up in the title. So check out that book. We're going I'm gonna do a show tomorrow night at T-Bones at 8 p.m. with some local comics, just to kind of promote buying the book locally. T-Bones is carrying it for us. It's a. It's a great book. I mean, if you. I mean, even if it wasn't about Hattiesburg, it'd be an awesome book. But the fact that it's got Hattiesburg in it, it talks about our adventures to Lethas. <laughs> so go buy that book. Go go check it out. Uh, get it online. Whatever you got to do, just just make it happen. Um, big news this week: Women's basketball. The ladies made it all the way to the conference championship, came up a little short against Western Kentucky, but they secured a spot in the WNIT. They are playing right now at Reed Green Coliseum against uh, Euler, UAL, University of Arkansas, Little Rock. I just always call them Euler. So they're playing Euler tonight. Baseball had a big win today. I think I heard the score was 20-5. to So, so they uh they, they whooped up on the Columbia Trust Fund babies. I don't know the mascot for Columbia. We'll just go with the trust fund babies. That sounds like it fits. Hey, shout out to my friends. <laughs> shout out to my friends. Um I just got out of physical therapy. You know, I've had back you probably haven't heard me complain as much, but I've had some some serious uh back issues lately. It's been really annoying, but shout out to my friends over at Dreher Physical Therapy. Doing a great job getting me whooped back into shape, and when you walk in, there's Southern Miss stuff all in the wall. And I walk in today, and the baseball game is on, so you can't get any more black and gold than that. They're doing a great job over there, as far as uh, I am concerned. Well, we're going to talk about all the Southern Miss stuff. We're going to talk about some comedy stuff. You know, we're going to talk about Todd Berry's book. I also have a guest today, and if you haven't, if you have not, if you aren't familiar with this guy, he is kind of a an internet sensation. He is going to be in Hattiesburg. Got two sold-out shows at the Sanger Theater on March 31st and April 31st. Uh, I'm talking about comedian Darren Knight, Southern Mama. I uh, sat down with him earlier, and we are going to play that interview for you guys right here on To the Top Talk. Just mix it up a little bit, throw a little comedy in with the Southern Miss as we are wont to do. What else has been going on this week? Oh, I saw earlier Jason Munz tweeted that for the football spring game which i believe will take place when is it october no october april 22nd i wrote it on my calendar i didn't write it on my notes that's how yeah i did black and gold spring game april 22nd on a saturday the two coaches for the black and gold spring game uh, former head coaches at southern miss jeff bauer and bobby collins so that's really awesome i that's really awesome that they, they're they coming back. That's really cool they get them to serve as the coaches for the spring game. Apparently fake Jay Hobson was not available, so they go with the next best thing. <laughs> Baseball's been on a tear. We're going to get into that. Softball had a, had a good uh, – I think they split split on the week, uh, looking at the numbers here. Uh, it's, it's a good time to be a Golden Eagle. Hopefully the Lady Eagles can pull it out tonight like the men did earlier. If the Lady Eagles win tonight, they will play the winner of Alabama and Mercer, which will take place tomorrow night. So if if in the event that the Lady Eagles win tonight, they will be taking on one of those two teams. I don't know where the game will be at. The NIT is really weird about how they how the brackets shape out. You know, you have to bid on it. So apparently after whoever wins, they send out a bid, and then they decide where they're going to play the games. You would think – because of the pool they have that if if Alabama wins, it would be there just off of, you know, how, how the NCAA is want to treat them, but you never know. Maybe we can, maybe we can have a solid crowd tonight. Uh, Obviously minus one, since I'm here doing the, doing the show show for you guys. And uh, hopefully we can, we can keep it the party going here at the, at the greenhouse. We'll see what happens. Really awesome for coach McNellis. After all she went through with the cancer scare and everything else to be able to come back. And, and coach the team after a week after a week off she comes back coaches the team all the way to the finals in the conference tournament turns around and makes the NIT I mean uh, the RPI was not as high as you probably would have liked you know it, it wasn't a nobody was comfortable going into that NIT selection process so we knew we had to, we had to win the conference just to get into the NCAA tournament so but I was proud I was proud of the gals you guys come right back to us with more to the top talk right here on News Radio 98.1. to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. We're going to take a little bit of a detour right now, throw a little comedy into the mix. My next guest, you can see him, if you have tickets already, on March the 31st and April the 1st at the Sanger Theater here in Hattiesburg. He is the Southern Mama himself. His name is Darren Knight. As we usually do on the show, we're going to take it in a little bit of a different direction. we got a comedian coming to town uh, in a couple of weeks. You can see him at the Sanger Theater on Friday, March the 31st at 7.30 p.m. And then again on Saturday, April 1st. Bad news, both shows are already sold out. Please welcome my guest today, the Southern Mama himself, Darren Knight. How's it going, Darren?
1: Hey, how are y'all doing?
0: Doing great, man. Uh, looking forward to having you come down to the Hub City. How's the How's the tour going so far?
1: I'm excited too. You know, you you started out you started out happy. You know, you started out. Uh, we were at full throttle, and then and then we we brought the mood down by announcing that we are already sold out. But hey, that's a good thing, though, man. I'm excited. I can't wait to get down there. I ain't never been to that part of Mississippi before, and uh, I've heard great things. And uh, and the people of Mississippi, buddy, I'm telling you, they really showed out. We booked these two shows. And uh, one of them was sold out within like just a couple of hours. Uh, the other one staggered a couple of days, but still, I mean, literally within less than 48 hours, uh, both those massive theaters sold out. So they, the people of Mississippi love us. They come out and represent it and they, and they come out strong and we're so blessed and can't wait to get out there.
0: This is really impressive because, I mean, we've had a lot of comedy shows come through town and very few of them actually sell out much less than a couple of hours. So how I mean this momentum has come really quick. How did how did you get started with the whole Southern Mama craze?
1: It did come really quick. You know, I just started. I, I posted the uh, just you know like you've probably heard many other people say about as far as you know becoming uh, Facebook famous is the uh, the videos. I put a video out, and I was putting them on YouTube, but uh, YouTube was just a waste of time. The, the money that you get on compensation of the videos, it, it ain't nothing. It's just chicken change. It's just waste of your time and. Anyway, now you know how I feel about YouTube. Anyway, uh, Facebook was the actual powerhouse. i seen a video uh, that was a guy kind of acting out uh, about of a character outside of his own relations. I got to thinking about, you know, Medea and Tyler Perry. And so I just thought, like, I think this would be great. So I got up there. I put the video out. And uh, it just, I think that particular video, the first one we did was kicking uh, the kids up from school. And that video ended up getting, I think it was like 8 million views. And, um... And then the rest of them just took on from there. I mean, they just kept, they just kept going viral.
0: Is this a character? Is this something like you would just do joking around before you started doing the videos, or is this something you came up with like after you saw that video?
1: Yeah, some of the material I would touch base on, you know, because I like to say that forty percent of Southern mom is my own mom, the other sixty percent is my grandmother because she's a bit more animated. She's uh, she's she's quite the character. She's a pistol, and so uh, I, I put in some of her old school roots with some of the stuff that my mom told us. And did to us, and said to us, and uh, I mean, I, I think the reason why this took off the way that it did is not necessarily anything that I'm really saying. I think we all heard this stuff. It's just that this is relatable material. Sometimes the best comedy um, is stuff that it's, it's you know very relatable.
0: Yeah, it's certainly understandable that it, that it blew up like it did because, like you said, it is relatable, and there's so many little intricacies like you touch on with. You know, whether it's like the hypocrisy of things or mama just needs a break or whatever. It's like there's so many little things that are relatable from for so many different women down here in the South.
1: It is. Uh, you know, and that that's the thing. You know, so many people that watch the videos, uh, they say, that's me. You know, I've, I've said that to my kids or I've done that. And that's just the way we were raised when we were kids as well. And, you know, not only that, but you got the age difference. You know, like so much of this stuff was taught and done with and is relatable to every uh, generation. So in other words, we have, we have fans. I have fans that have to be rolled in with wheelchairs. Uh, I mean, it'll look like a nursing home at three or four tables. That's great, though. I'm glad that they enjoy that. I'm glad they can find humor in this because it's stuff that they relate to. And then we've got fans that's so young, they can't even get into the show. So that's, I think that's another big key there is not only targeting, you know, uh, relatable material, but stuff that, uh, you know, different age groups can enjoy. And, uh, it's, it's, it, you know, it's been, it's, it's been amazing. It's
0: been amazing we mentioned how fast you've ascended. I mean, you were literally working at Sears, if I'm not mistaken, like a little over a year ago.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, February of 23rd, excuse me, February the 23rd of, uh, of last year of 2016, I got laid off and, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, a couple of weeks went by or well, about five or six weeks went by and I was enjoying my, uh, severance package. And then right before that ran out, I had a, a guy call me, a John Kazman with bang productions and, uh, he, uh, he called me up, came down, spent a couple of days, met my family. We looked at the contract, rewrote a few things, had my attorney look at it, and the next thing you know, the rest is history. Uh, so it all happened very fast. John immediately got on the booking train and started booking shows, and I, you know, I had really, it was really wild how it happened because I had never done stand I'd only been doing stand-up for about five or six months before this tour started. And I hate saying that because people that have been doing stand-up for five, six, seven, eight years, you know, and then here I come drifting in and get this big break, and I, I but I'm gonna tell you something now, though. I've gotten bullied a little bit about it with the comedic world. I love the comedic world, but I'm going to tell you something. I earned every bit of it. All my material is a completely original and I busted my tail in and this is just crap that we heard growing up, folks. And I'm just glad that people can relate to it. And I'm just glad that I kind of feel like I'm giving, you know, a whole group of people a voice. You know, these southern mamas, man, they are who we are. They, they put, they put a lot of their own life aside to make us the people that we are. And down here in the South, we take that. I'm um, very serious, and so I'm just glad that I can make these all these beautiful southern women of ours smile.
0: You, you mentioned the, you know, kind of catching some backlash. I mean, has there been a downside of getting so much attention so fast?
1: Well, you know, I believe that there's a certain level of enviness that takes place, whether other people want to admit it or not. And I know that may sound childish, but let's be honest: we, as adults, can sometimes be more uh, you know, childish than children can. But I tell you, but we have gotten some flat back actually and you know, uh especially from like Hollywood and stuff. You see, Hollywood to be so top notch and on the up and up when it comes to social media purposes and stuff like that, they're actually way behind the line. As a matter of fact, they uh they don't actually like characterizing and classifying uh comedians that made it famous through YouTube and Facebook. They don't consider them comedians. Uh, matter of fact, they're actually trying to set up a thing now to where they're basically trying to invent a, a completely different t- a title for comedians that originated from social media. Uh, to me, I think that's a load of and you know, I believe if you're funny, you're funny. Uh, the beautiful thing about the way the world works now is that it doesn't matter who knows who and who's pop and whose pa- you know uncle was in the entertainment business that that's a load of crap now what's what's great now is that the American people, if they find somebody funny. They say, hey, this guy's funny. And, and, and you know what I mean? That, that That's the beautiful part about social media. Um, so to, to, to tell somebody that they're not necessarily a comedian, that they're just simply a social media kind of deal, that to me is kind of unfair.
0: Hey, you, you, yeah, there's a lot of jealousy, a lot of envy. I mean, even at the lowest levels in any kind of anything you do in entertainment. So for it to happen as, as fast as it did and, you know.
1: Well, the, what they're mad about is that what they're mad about and I don't know why I'm spinning off on this tangent but you're one of the <laughs> first radio personalities to ask about this and so I'm gonna give it to you um, you know what pisses me what makes me mad though is that you know if you're like I said earlier if you're funny you're funny okay and so um, I, I think that you know there's been so many years go by where uh, the only people that got to where they were is because of who they knew you know and 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 and, and, and what they what kind of money they come from and then so, that's that's not to me, you know, there's been a lot of comedians that have made it mainstream that, that started from nothing, and that's great. I love those stories. Um, but you know, just because somebody started, it doesn't matter if you fall on the street corner telling telling jokes for you know telling three jokes for a dollar. Doesn't matter if you're if no matter where you got your start, you just keep doing what you're doing. If it's something that you love to do, then it shouldn't matter where it started, and you shouldn't be put in a different class. If you're funny and you, a lot of people enjoy it, then you're a comedian. You're a comedian, that's it. it. You know, so, uh, you're no different than anybody else no matter how you started so this. If you feel funny you want to do it, then I say go for it. And, uh, and, and making people laugh is a good thing. It makes people feel good and, and it should.
0: What can the fans expect to see at your show?
1: Well, they're going to see something different. I'm glad you asked. That's a good question. You know, but the show's a little bit different from the videos. And I let that sink in for a second because it you know, you can if you listen closely you can start hearing hearts breaking in the audience. But honestly, it works out great. Uh if I stood up on stage for over a half hour yelling at invisible kids, <laughs> it get a little redundant, you know. But right. uh we have we have a great lineup, honest to gosh. We have about three or four comedians that come on stage before me. They're hilarious. I hand picked all of them out. They're really funny stuff. If they make me laugh, then I want them on the road to me. And so the audience members, is, is, is the response has been overwhelming. And then when I get on stage, like I said, it's a little different with the videos. Uh, but I touch base on things that we can all relate to. I, I tap into a little bit of Southern Mama, a little bit of that Southern hospitality that we're all very familiar with and some of the things that we've heard out of our relatives. Mm-hmm. I try to tie in our childhood in with it, some things that we all kind of heard. It's very relatable to the videos as far as the material. And so all that mixed together uh, – People seem to leave the show very happy. We have a lot of people that, uh, they've come to four and five different shows and these shows sell out in a couple of hours. So maybe that'll kind of tell you where, uh, the loyalty lies with some of these, some of these fans and how much they enjoy it. And, um, um, so it, it's, it's good. We have a rolling set. You know, you have to, some of it, I tell them, well, you know, you may hear some of the same things at different shows because it's hard to come up with a different set every, you know, month or whatever. But, uh, we have what I call a rolling set where I may add a different joke in. Every once in a while, and the next thing you know, the set's completely different by the time the tour's ending. So, uh, but I think they're going to enjoy it.
0: Well, this is a Southern Miss-themed radio show. Uh, you mentioned that you, you haven't really been down to South Mississippi much, but being from Alabama, you you have to pick a team at birth, and or it's given to you at birth. Do you have an allegiance to any of the colleges in Alabama?
1: Um, you know, if our motorcade runs into any problems coming into Mississippi because of this, I'm going to strangle you when I get down there. But I think you know exactly what you're doing. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I do have a team that I love. My sister just got her master's from this university the, uh, just last year. We're excited about that. I've been wearing these colors for a long time and uh no disrespect. I love the SEC. I love my, my Mississippi uh uh fans on and no matter what color you support, but I'm gonna tell you right now the the, the truth about it is is, is, is here at comes, baby, roll tide, roll tide all the way.
0: You guys are a different breed, man. You're we are. A different we are. breed of people. We are and but you we know, love it though. I think I got, st- I think I stopped at a cracker barrel in Birmingham one time and it was just like, it was almost too much. It was <laughs>
1: like everybody yeah. in
0: there had on one team or the other.
1: Oh, it, it, it's fierce. I mean, I have seen fist fights. Now we love each other, uh, but now at the same time, you, there is, you pick a side and, uh, you know, it's not, uh, uh you know, it, it's wild really, uh, well, I'm not going to go there with that, but anyway, it, 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 the, yeah, you got to pick a, you got to pick a side. You really do. I got more Auburn fans than I do, uh, or, or, I mean, Auburn, uh, fans, friends rather, at, uh, then I do Alabama. Like my dad, he's an Auburn fan. That my mom, though, they're we're all Alabama. So it's it's weird how, uh, no matter how close of a relationship you have with somebody, whether you're friends, family, coworkers, whatever, everybody, you're right. They do. They have to pick a side. But yeah, mine is a mine is the University of Alabama. I'm very much proud to, to be a Roll Tide fan. But yeah, that's uh that's my flagship. <laughs> What's yours? Southern
0: Miss, baby, the Golden Eagles. There you go. And there I you go I was in I was in uh I guess it was about two years ago. I was uh doing a show up in Hoover and the punchline of my joke was roll tied, but it wasn't like derogatory. And you would have thought the damn house was gonna come down.
1: Yes, yeah, you might have come.
0: As big as college football is in the South, do you put any of that into your act?
1: Well, yes and no. Sometimes I do. Uh, you know, it depends on what's going on. And uh you know, like if it's ball season, uh definitely I'll mention it and then, you know, but a lot of times uh we do a Q and a after every show. And to me, that's actually kind of one of the fun parts of the show, not only for me, but the audience members, they really get engaged in it. And it's a lot of fun. And so that's one of the largest questions, especially during football season is what team do I pull for? Do I have a team? And, uh, so yeah, uh, that, that kind of gets played in and, uh, you're right though. Uh, the, uh, the level of energy and disgust at the same time or joy is expressed greatly in the state of Alabama. When we do uh we did a show down in Opelika, Alabama. We had two back-to-back shows down there. One, one day, one the next. And uh, I'm telling you right now, man, I thought, you know, I didn't know the first show. It was weird. I, I'm, they asked what my favorite team was. I told them and they all was just up and up and down and hollering, screaming and yeah, that's awesome. And then the second show, like down in Opelika, that's close to Auburn and I'm telling you, buddy, they must have they must have heard what went on the night before because Auburn showed up, buddy, in full force and that damn same question came out and they let me all know that they were all Auburn fans. But you know, it's fun. That that camaraderie, uh that competition, that is so fun. And I love that. And I like to say that, you know, down here in the south, we uh you know, that's kinda that's you know, you gotta have something that kinda keeps everything spurred up, so uh, do I get worked up over what a 19 year old boy's doing on a Friday or Saturday night no uh,
0: I do like. Exactly. To
1: I, don't, I don't get being out of shape over it or nothing like that I mean you know I, I'm happy to be a fan and all that good stuff but uh, I don't you know I mean I, I ain't gonna beat nobody up over it.
0: you know a lot of times with uh, comedians that have uh, you know a different persona or they do characters or impressions uh, people ask them to do that all the time do you sometimes feel like a human jukebox?
1: You know, I, I do, and, and and sometimes I do it. And, uh you know, I'm not going to say that. So sort the of mom started this. I'm very grateful for her and all this stuff. And we're going to make more videos, and it's going to be great. And who knows what the future's going to hold. Uh, but it's kind of like when you tell, like, when something really cool happens to you. And you're like, holy crap, and you can't wait to tell your buddies. And you go and see your buddies, and it's, and you're very animated about it, the first two and three, four, five. but after you've told this story, like, 20 times, you're not as, as animated about it. You're not as... Uh, you don't get as, you know, joyful about it anymore. And so I'm not going to say that the character is beginning to get a little monotonous, but at the same time, when I'm doing radio interviews and when I'm doing, uh, you know, when I'm on stage and stuff, I don't really like falling into the character because it's so rehearsed. I want people right. to be scrolling through their phone and all of a sudden be like, oh crap, there's another one's video. Because at that point, it's not, it's not Darren anymore. It's Darlene. And, uh, so I want them to take her in and, 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 and give her the respect that she needs. I don't want to just, uh, I don't want to just drop her down, at, you know, and at any point in time because somebody asked me to on, on stage or something, you know what I mean? Like that. I want to, I want her to keep her persona and her, and her respect on, on the videos. And so, uh, but yeah, they, I do get asked to do that. I'll do it every once in a while. And, uh, but yeah, uh, it's not my favorite thing to do if that's your question. I know that's random, but I think that Tyler Perry and, and Jeff Buckworthy, or I mean uh, Robin Williams, and uh, all of them would probably say the same thing. If you know, you know, what I mean, if you asked them to drop a Mrs. Doubtfire on the ground, you know what I mean? They, uh, it is kind of weird, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, one time it gets annoying, at the same time it pays the bills, so it's kind of like exactly how finding that balance. Well, one thing you you definitely have to keep the facial hair. I, I think if you do away with the facial hair, you lose. It's like you're Samson.
1: When we did the videos where we were dressing up, you know, like a woman from top to bottom and I shaved everything off, a lot of people like it, but a lot, a lot of people, they like the videos where I'm just holding my phone. It's simple. Uh, I may or may not have a wig on, but I, I do. I have my facial hair. So obviously you can tell I'm a man, but I'm, I'm playing this role of a woman and that's, that's just another aspect that makes it funny. You know, and then I'm I'm touching base on so much relatable material, and then I'm i saying things people heard, and then the, the scenarios that the you know that random dog at the ballpark, you know, or the eight dollar hot dogs, you know. So you mix all five, three or four, or five things together like that. It, it just it you know it's been amazing, and um I you know I step back and I I'm, I I see the work and why it took off the way it did. I, I try to stay humble about it, but um I just hope that I can still keep writing. Uh, material that people like and uh, people find funny, but I'm gonna tell you, you know, the real, the real celebrities here with all this is, is not me. It, it's, it's these, you know, it's these southern moms, it's these southern women, uh, where the inspiration became behind because, uh, they're the ones, you know, that made all this, this, all this possible. And they're the ones that put their, they're the ones that worked all week. And uh, saves the money and, and spent you know 40 dollars to come to a show and they spent the money on the gas driving to the show they spent the money on the hotel room and food and and I don't take that lightly I'm very um, I'm you know I'm very blown away that people would want to come and see me and spend time with us and uh, so and and all this material came from them and so they made this happen this is all this isn't about me this is about you know the southern the southern moms
0: and southern moms they never get enough credit.
1: No, they don't. I mean, I'm not, you know, I know this is a, I know I'm a comedian and this is a radio interview and I, I this should probably be more funny, but in, on a serious note, uh, it is about Southern Moms. Hell, we all had one, you know, no matter what, yeah. the if your mama died when you were two years old, that's unfortunate. I hate to hear about that, but you know what? God needed her before you did. And uh, so he, she had to go on home, but there was another woman there. Most of the time there's an aunt or a grandmother or somebody, everybody's got a Southern Mom, whether it was a neighbor down the road and whoever it was. But everybody had one, and they are what made us who we are. They're the ones that popped our mouth when we needed it. They're the ones that you know put food on the table and, and loved us. And um, you know, I mean, yeah, man, they 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 are definitely the backbone of uh, of who we are. And I think that's awesome, though. You know, when Daddy was out working, and your personality is instilled a lot of times by the Southern women. And uh, and I'm just honored to be down here.
0: You can check out all of. Darren's dates at comedian com. That's night with a K. Uh, he's going to be.
1: A, <laughs> Don't you do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to do that. <laughs> Darren Knight.
0: Darren Knight. Comedian <laughs> Darren, Darren Knight. Uh, all over the Southeast. Going to be here in Hattiesburg Friday, March 31st and Saturday, April the 1st. Before I let you go,
1: any final words to the fans out there? no bless the heart they probably think i've been talking too much uh no just i just want to say thank you and uh you know without them you know, none of this would be possible and and i'm very grateful uh for the opportunity and 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 i'd love to have everybody come to a show and we're getting a lot of emails about hey come to this town and come to this town and come to our town we're trying as fast as we can folks we really are and um uh we got a lot of things moving around right now but we're trying to come to a city here near you and uh we're going to book as many shows as we can. I want to see everybody, and, and just thanks so much to, to you, and thank you so much for having me on, my, on your radio show, and, and thanks to everybody for listening and watching and coming and supporting.
0: That was comedian Darren Knight. If you've got tickets, you can see him at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg on March the 31st and April the 1st. If you don't, you may have to scalp him. Check out his website, ComedianDarrenKnight.com, for all the information on shows in and around the Southeast United States and beyond, yeah, I, I can't even sell out like a show at a family reunion. <laughs> nah, really cool for him to come on with the show being sold out and all. I mean, usually you go do the radio to promote selling tickets, but he's already sold them. So, man, it's a it's unreal. It really is. Kudos to him for for all of his success and and future success. All right, let's talk some Southern Miss. Let's start off with men's basketball. They played in the conference tournament this past week in Birmingham, Alabama. The first game was on Wednesday, March the 8th. They fell to the Rice Owls 86-75. to 75. The Eagles finished the season 9-22, 6-13 in Conference USA. So this is a year three of the Doc Sadler experiment. You know, we we went through a lot with what happened with Tyndall, but it's you know you kind of hope at some point if it's going to happen, it's got to turn around soon, because man, the fans are just not into it. If if Doc's our coach next year, man, best of luck to him. I, I hope uh, hope he can get the the ship righted. I mentioned women's basketball earlier. The women played in the conference tournament in Birmingham as well. On Thursday, March the ninth, they defeated Old Dominion eighty to seventy four. On Friday. March the 10th, they defeated Middle Tennessee State in the semifinals, 59-54. Then on Saturday, March the 11th, they fell to Western Kentucky in the championship game, 67-56. Brittany Dinkins had 25 points, as expected. The Lady Eagles finished the regular season 23-10, 13-5 in Conference USA. But good news Monday night, found out we were heading to the WNIT, which is going on as this broadcast is happening against uh, University of Arkansas, Little Rock, Euler at the Greenhouse. The Trojans this year, 24-8 and eight on the year, 17-1 and one in conference play. The winner of this game will play the winner of Alabama and Mercer. That game happens tomorrow night. Guys, come right back to us. We're going to have more To The Top Talk right after the break. I snuck to a window To leave her unknown Will you call me? Welcome back to, to The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington Right here on News Radio 98.1 in Hattiesburg We had to move from Tuesday night. So from now on, this show is actually going to be happening every Wednesday night for the next couple of months because you've got softball on the score, 1400 AM on most Tuesday nights. So we decided to move it over here. You know, there may be some scheduling conflicts with games as it it relates to both stations that we're usually on, but just, just keep up with us. Keep up with our social media sites. Also, you can find all of the episodes of this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Go give us a review. You know, it helps us out. Share with your friends. Share with your Southern Miss friends. Let's help help spread the black and gold gospel. All right. Uh, just an update. Of course, we are recording this. We are live on the radio uh, on Wednesday night right now. It is approximately 646. The Lady Eagles up over Euler, 35 to 33 at the half in the WNIT game. So late Eagles up by two at the half. Hopefully they can hang on and pull it out and move forward. You know, there was a – somebody tweeted at me yesterday. Was it Jay White? the Yesterday was actually the 30-year anniversary of the Southern Miss game against Ole Miss in the NIT. And that was, of course, the year where we made the run to win the NIT championship back when it was a huge deal. You know, certainly <laughs> more so than the respect it gets now. Yeah, three fourteen eighty seven. Eagles uh, Southern Miss trounces Ole Miss, ninety three to seventy five. Man, that was a team. At some point, I've got to get the Fab Four on here. or Some, you know, in some capacity, I got to figure that out. If you guys know them, tell them. Say, get in, Call Jamie. I'm sure that'll work. <laughs> Baseball this week, this past Wednesday. The Golden Eagles defeated UNO six to nothing. Then on Friday, they dropped the first game of a three-game series to Xavier two to one, but bounced back the next day on a doubleheader, March the eleventh. The first game the Golden Eagles win two to nothing, and the second game in the doubleheader ten to nothing. So pretty much a twelve to nothing day for the Golden Eagles on Saturday. Last night, after getting behind early, the Golden Eagles bounced back to defeat Columbia. 4-3. Yes, the Ivy League, Columbia. And then earlier today, uh, the game started at 2 p.m. That's Wednesday, March the 15th. The Golden Eagles trounced Columbia 20-5. to five. Winning pitcher in that game, Alex Nems, pitched uh, three innings with giving up one hit, one earned run, and four strikeouts. Dylan Bordeaux, Daniel Keating, Casey Mack, all with three hits. Mack with a three-run home run. Eagles score 20 runs on 18 hits, and Columbia gave up seven errors. My goodness. That does, sounds like a sloppy game. There, you know, some of these games we've had, we, you should think about bringing back the 10-run rule in CAA. It gets a little ridiculous. <laughs> my goodness. Well, I guess it gives the guys practice. I guess, I guess it gives them playing time, especially when they're from the north. That's I, Somebody who brought that to my attention, was it Lanny? I don't remember. Softball. This past Wednesday, Golden Eagles fall to North Carolina A&T one to nothing. Then on Saturday, March the 11th, they fall to UAB one to nothing. Bounce back on Sunday to defeat UAB 10 to four for the first Conference USA win of the season. Then on Sunday in the doubleheader, they fall to UAB four to two into the game. Tuesday, the Golden Eagles defeated Alabama State seven to one. The Lady Eagles now sit at 13 and 10, one and two in Conference USA. They're playing Troy today. Had a doubleheader at Troy. Then on Saturday, March the eighteenth, they will be at Louisiana Tech at uh, are playing Louisiana Tech at home at one p.m. and three p.m. Then on Sunday against Louisiana Tech at one p.m. And then next, the twenty-second, I guess what is that Tuesday? No, that's a Wednesday. They'll be taking on uh, South Alabama Jaguars at home at six p.m. Last week's uh, also in baseball this this coming week. Um, Let's go back to baseball. I don't know how I skipped over this. Baseball, Friday, March the 17th. The Golden Eagles will be taking on Louisiana Tech this weekend in a three-game, um, three games in Ruston. The first game Friday at 6 p.m., then Saturday at 2 p.m., and Sunday at 1 p.m. Then next Tuesday night, the Golden Eagles baseball will head to Trustmark Park in Pearl to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs at 6.30 p.m. Yeah, my man, uh, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey just texted me. It it was indeed him that told me about the Snowbird baseball teams who just want to get practice in. And maybe that's why they did away with the 10-run rule. I don't know. I don't know how all that works. I don't keep up with the logistics of what the NCAA legislates. But that that does make sense. I could see see that happening. Football news. Uh, Pro Day. Monday, March the 20th. So hopefully the Golden Eagles are ready to rock and roll. Hopefully they can get their shot at playing in the National Football League. Then the black and gold spring game, like we mentioned earlier, will be taking place on Saturday, April the 22nd. And as Jason Munns reported earlier, Coach Hobson said that Coach, but former coaches, head coaches Jeff Bauer and Bobby Collins, will both serve as coaches for the spring game. I guess they're going head-to-head. I don't know who gets black, who gets gold, but – Really great to have those guys back on the sidelines. That's going to be a lot of fun. I need to find out. I need to make sure what all – I should have done my research on this, what all goes into that black and gold game. But last year, you know, they had the the Champions Brunch where they had a lot of former players. Austin Davis came back. Uh, Antoine Cash. Curly Hallman was there. I mean, it was really just a great time to be around some, some former Golden Eagles and hear them speak. And I hope they're doing it again this year. I haven't heard anything, but, of course, I haven't looked it up. Maybe I'll do that during the break. But if you get the chance, if they if that is happening, you need to go to that. I'm not going to miss another one. I'd missed it before. If it's still going on, I'm not going to miss it again because I had such a great time. Me and uh, Jason went up there for that. Kirk, Diane, all, all the gang. All right, guys. We got some To the Top Talk left. So why don't you come back to us right after the break? Welcome back to To the Top Talk, right here on News Radio, 98.1 FM in Hattiesburg. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to my guest tonight, the Comedian Darren Knight, the Southern Mama himself. You can follow him on Instagram at Darren and Knight. You can follow him on Facebook, Darren Knight, Comedian Darren Knight, and Comedian Darren Knight.com to check out all of his dates. You can see him in Hattiesburg if you got tickets. If you don't, I guess you can scalp them or just wait for the next time. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. Follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. And if you want to keep up with the comedy shows in the hub city at hub city comedy, uh, I've got a show tomorrow night at T-Bones records in Hattiesburg. We're promoting Todd Berry's new book. Thank you for coming to Hattiesburg. We're going to put on a free show just to encourage people to come out and buy the book locally from our friends at T-Bones. So it should be a great time. A little bit about that book. I wanna I wanna give this to you guys before before we we head out. A little bit of backstory on that. So yeah, I started doing comedy in 2010. Back in 2007, my wife and I started dating, and she got for for Christmas that year, she got me the Flight of the Concourse DVD. The last episode of the first season was was our favorite. And she she loved it. And Todd Berry was on that episode. So it kind of got to be like our episode, you know, that that cheesy type of thing. So fast forward, I meet Todd Berry in New York back in twenty thirteen. And that was itself, it was just kind of like everything's going full circle. I knew he was playing New Orleans. So I said, uh, "I said, hey, if you're ever in Mississippi, we'd, we'd love to have you in Hattiesburg. And he said, wow. He said, I've never been to Mississippi. I'd love to. We get in touch, bring him to Hattiesburg, bring him to Brewskies back in 2013. Had a great show. Uh, he decides he wants to come back. I pick him up at the airport. He tells, uh, back in 2015, he tells me that he's working on a book about his travels, so we took pictures everywhere we took pictures out in front of campus at usm we took pictures at letha's which actually one of the pictures at letha's actually made it into the book we took pictures in downtown hattiesburg Um, we go back to the thirsty hippo have a great show that night i mean he slaughtered it it was a great time Um, everybody that came out had a had a blast so fast forward to this summer uh todd is he messages me to to clarify something that he was going to put in the book and didn't tell me what the title of the book was. Two days later, Amazon announces his book about his travels around the country. Thank you for coming to Hattiesburg. So you talk about things going full circle, you know? Kind of how me and my wife bonded to bringing this guy to Hattiesburg, to him making it the title of his book. And the back of the book, I mean, all the 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 celebrities that wrote in for it, Jim Gaffigan, uh, Judd Apatow. I mean, it's it's just it's unbelievable that that this is happening. I think it's really cool. I hope you do too. It's been really awesome the past seven years to bring these kind of shows to Hattiesburg and, you know, make Hattiesburg an even more special place than it already is. It's tough to do that with Southern Miss here, man. You know, keep coming back to Hattiesburg. I love Southern Miss. I love the golden Eagles. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just glad to be a part of it. You know, glad to bring you the black and gold every week. We're going to get back to some guests. We're going to get back to some black and gold guests. Hopefully next week. I've got some great ones lined up uh, for the future. I know I said that last week. I got, but I got you the Southern Mama. He's a big deal. I'm excited about that. That's that's cool that he came on even after he saw out the shows. Come on, see us tomorrow night. Follow, follow this. Find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Give us a rating, good, bad, whatever. Leave us some feedback. Look us up on Twitter, Facebook. Share with your friends. And then join us again next Wednesday night. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.